In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS, will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbV, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, or your treadmill. Climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take your climb with our heart pumping playlist. Join us June 13, coast to coast, as we come together to climb, conquer, and cure. Register at lls.org slash big climb good morning and welcome to the no dunks podcast on the athletic network it's thursday june 4th this is film session and today we're breaking down the basketball comedy semi-pro I'm Jay Skeets, and joining us on the phone today, we got Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm, mm. Lily. Man making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is. And our special guest today, he is a TV writer. He hosts the newish Full Court Chat comedy podcast, which is available on iTunes and Spotify. Go check that out. He's one of the funniest follows on Twitter. It's Dave Schilling. Dave, appreciate you joining us this morning. Hey, guys. I cannot believe how good of an intro that was. I didn't pay anyone to get an intro like that. I just had to be me. That's amazing. <laughs> how are you uh, How are you holding up? And I know we got you up super early. You're, you're in LA, you're in California, and uh, you know it's, it's like, I don't know, it's 7.30 there, so we do appreciate you getting up to talk about a 12-year-old movie with us, but how are you holding up right now? I mean, I don't know what time it is because I don't sleep. It's just like, oh, it was 7 o'clock in the morning. I, I don't know. It's, there's sun out. It's fine. I've been up all night. It's okay. Everything is fine, guys. Life is okay, right? Uh, yeah. I like your positive spin, man. Thank yeah, you. I mean, I don't have a choice. I got to be positive, baby. And well, I feel good after watching Simi Pro. So, you know, it's all gravy here. Well, that's good. Yeah, I was going to say, we are, we are going to, uh, you know... Have some fun, hopefully, here over the next hour talking about semi-pro. Um, guys, email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. We'll be beach-stepping it up next week. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at nodunksinc. Lee, you still have that big guest lined up for today's pop and packs. Is that correct? I I sure do. I've got my cigar ready and everything. I can't wait for it. I um I, I checked with some sources. I think I cracked the case as to who you're having on pop and packs today. Is it Kenny Anderson? It is Chibs, Mr. Chibs one. Yes, can't wow. wait for it. At Three o'clock Eastern. So uh, join us. Bring a cigar and come along and join us. Instagram live. All right, uh, at No Dunks Inc on Instagram. Kenny Anderson opening up a pack of cards with Lee a little later today. And you guys know we're on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Okay, 2008's Semi Pro, directed by Kent Alterman. I believe the only movie he's ever directed. Executive produced a lot, but uh, the only one he's ever directed. This one stars Will Ferrell, Woody Harrelson, 
and Andre Benjamin, a.k.a. Andre 3000, a.k.a. Three Stacks, a.k.a. one of the greatest rappers of all time. The IMDb synopsis. Jackie Moon, the owner, coach, player of the American Basketball Association's Flint, Michigan Tropics, rallies his teammates to make their NBA dreams come true. So, this is uh, this should be a lot of fun, and I'm excited to have Dave on again, a fun guy here. Are you a Will Ferrell fan, Dave Schilling? Because um, I think that's really important with watching, of course, a Will Ferrell comedy, especially a sports comedy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... I think you're right. If you're not 100% on board with this guy and his antics and the things that he will do and say, such as eating a pancake out of the dumpster, then you're not (laughs) going to like this movie at all. Because it really hinges on whether or not you find him charming. Because there's so many different characters and there's so much going on in this movie that you don't really have a hero. There's no, like, star to this movie because it's not even... The the story of the movie is not about Will Ferrell's character. I, I don't even know what who it's about, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's not about Jackie Moon at all. Yeah, you definitely have to be 100% in on the Will Ferrell antics because it's basically just him acting crazy uh, with different actors standing alongside of him throughout the entire movie. There's maybe one human moment that Jackie Moon has in the entire movie. It's when he's running back and forth with uh, Woody Harrelson. He's like, it looks like you're having fun out here. That's basically the only line he has that's not screamed at the top of his lungs. But, you know, he's still getting some funny lines off. There's no doubt. Oh, no, he's hilarious in this movie, and I think he single-handedly makes it work because the script just is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, I 100% agree with that. It is funny. Again, you got to like Will Ferrell. You got to like that character that he plays in basically all his movies to some extent. I mean, this is him as Jackie Moon is... I mean, what it's it's Ricky Bobby like it's uh, Ron Burgundy like. I mean, it, it is that's his go-to character, and it's funny again for for a lot of people. There is a formula to it, um, but you're right. The actual like the 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 script or the plot or whatever you want to call it, it's sort of flat in this one. And I, maybe that's a case of him just doing too many of these similar movies, especially sports comedies movies. I don't know. Um, I don't know where you rank this one. In the Will Ferrell sports comedies, like what do we got? <laughs> Semi Pro, we got Talladega Nights. That's the Ricky Bobby one. Blades of Glory, and Kicking and Screaming, the Forgotten Kicking and Screaming. <laughs> it, D- Dave, I mean, and we'll, we'll get to everybody with this. Where do you where do you rank this one? Semi Pro with those other sports comedies from Will. I mean, I would say Talladega Nights is probably the best one, just mm-hmm. because of his chemistry with John C. Riley. Um, I would say kicking and screaming is probably, as you you rightfully pointed out, not hard to remember or not easy to remember. Um, I forgot that it existed. There's also a Noah Baumbach movie called The Same Thing, and sometimes I forget which one has soccer in it. Um, I would say it's probably right smack dab in the middle. Like it's not kicking and screaming, but it's not Talladega Nights. Blades of Glory is fine. I think if they cast anybody else besides the guy from Napoleon Dynamite, it would have been a better movie. <laughs> mm. I immediately watched that movie and I'm like, oh, that guy exists. That's right. Yeah. Remember that? Remember Napoleon Dynamite? Remember Spencer's Gifts? And then I'm off to the races. But it's hard to remember uh, that that movie stars that guy. Uh, so yeah, this is this, it's fine. Yeah. It's just not. It's, it was a hard watch for me. I'll just say that. 
Okay, JD, you had never watched Semi Pro, is that correct? Yeah, that was my first time. Okay. Um, well, are you a Will Ferrell fan, and what did you think of this movie? Uh, I am. Of course I'm a Will Ferrell fan. Uh, I, I love him. Uh, he is funny. I think j- that Jackie Moon is a hilarious character. The problem with this movie is that there's way too much Jackie Moon in it. I mean, yep. it's... I mean, again, he's a great character, but he is very, very one-dimensional, and like he starts the movie as a buffoon and he ends the movie as a buffoon and when he's at his lowest moment sitting in the dumpster eating a pancake he's still a buffoon <laughs> and to compare him to another character written by the same guy Scott Armstrong in uh, uh old school Frank the Tank Jackie is all tank and no Frank <laughs> That's you know a great I mean? way to put it. Uh and it would be great to see if we could if we could have some of Frank's sweet vulnerability in Jackie that Will Ferrell is so good at playing. I mean, we've seen him with Frank the Tank. Um, but honestly, I think a better option is to just have less of Jackie Moon in this movie. And, you know, that like, does he have to be the owner and the coach and a player? I think the movie is better served if he's just the owner. Uh, and a lot of the scenes would still work. He comes in with these cockamamie schemes. He's a great promoter, and he just gets in the way. And you already have a stacked cast. This is one of the best casts in a comedy that I've seen in years. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, let those other actors breathe. Let him riff, man. Like, uh, you can make Andy Richter the coach. Hmm. And then he can move over and allow Woody to come in as the player coach. And then Jackie, he just... Every time Jackie comes into the movie at that point, he's killing. Like like the like the awesome Will Ferrell cameos that he does so well. He shows up, he kills, and then he's gone. You know what I mean? Right. But he so sto- two- he he stops the plot completely. Yeah. Let me just say this. I I checked. It takes eighteen minutes for Woody Harrelson to show up in this movie. <laughs> eighteen minutes. He's yeah. the hero of the movie, and it takes him eighteen minutes to even appear for the first time yeah that's crazy there is a i i went a little deep on this one and there is a a deleted scene where he's playing for kentucky whatever the kentucky team was and colonels uh, yeah yeah, and he gets into a fight with a fan in the front row and uh that might have been helpful i I think that this movie would be better if it's told from woody's perspective i mean he's you know he's carried a basketball movie before right i mean Mm -hmm. with uh um uh, what uh, Wesley Snipes, right? So, uh, and he's he's a he's a a great comedic actor in his own right. So, I think he could have carried the movie. And if we shift the focus to his perspective, I think you have a better movie. So, a little less Jackie Moon, a little more Edmonix, maybe even Clarence. <laughs> a little uh, more everybody is what I'm saying. A little more everybody. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Lee, this was also your first time watching Semi Pro. Um, what did you think, just overall? I had high expectations going in because I know Will Ferrell's a funny kind of guy, almost like a Mike Myers type of character that every time he does something, it's kind of goofy. Um, But I found the movie sometimes just being a total like complete train wreck of just like him making funny comments and things like that. And then it was sort of trying to be serious at the same time about the merging with the NBA. And I was like, oh, so I guess this movie's serious right now. But then, you know, when he gets ejected out of the game, (laughs) you know, he gets ejected out of the game for calling the ref, you know, I'll kill your family. And he goes, that's it. You're out of here. So for what? For what? I didn't do anything. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm laughing and laughing at that. But then, you know, when they start talking about the merger and they're trying to join the NBA, I'm just like, oh, 
like it's almost like they're trying to make this a serious movie with just this one character who just can't sort of keep on script and he just keeps going crazy i think it would be hilarious to shoot a movie with will ferrell because he's such a funny guy but um i just i enjoyed the first like i don't know 35 40 minutes but then i was like I, I, this movie needs to decide which lane it's going in either just a completely stupid goofy movie or some sort of serious angle with funny lines in it and i, and I found it was kind of wrestling with that throughout the whole time but um like wrestling with a bear yeah exactly yeah so i was i was kind of confused because you know like like when i make the mike myers austin powers reference like you know it's just goofy and stupid the whole way through but in this movie i just found myself sort of thinking ah which which direction are we going here i'm not quite sure i mean he's such a funny guy that he could have made the whole movie just even funnier i thought but um the serious stuff that he sort of spliced in just didn't seem to fit with with where the movie was going. Tass, what did you think? Well, we just brought up the bear. I think he may have been the star of the show. I think uh, <laughs> his his um, very measured movements. The, the guy who was playing that, I loved it because it wasn't a bear. Didn't feel like a bear, and that made it silly. And that it was uh, real human in there, and you could really tell that it was it was terrible acting. Uh, but I absolutely love the bear every single time. I kind of agree with Lee. I think we should have gone. A, I think we kind of should have gone dodgeball. Uh, you know, and and I think he could have been a little bit more like Vince Vaughn. Um, I guess what JD is saying, a little bit more, uh, show some vulnerability, show a little bit more, uh, show some levels. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think, but but like dodgeball, where we could have just gone full on silly, like the eyeliner scene uh, for intimidation you know that that screamed to me dodgeball i could use some more of that just go mm-hmm. just go full on um but uh I, I think the hero like dave was dave was wondering about i'm going bear i'm going bear <laughs> <laughs> well you know what's crazy in real life that bear went on to kill its trainer yeah I mean, it's it's pretty wild. Like it happened. It didn't happen during the filming of the movie or anything like that. But like, I think weeks or months later, they were doing some promotional video to show this bear off. Hey, this bear was just in semi pro. You want to book him? Uh, and this, I, I'm not like this 700 pound, seven foot grizzly bear. I guess it like I think it bit its trainer in the neck. That was oh. a real bear. Yeah, yeah, it was. Wow, I, I that shows you that shows you how good the acting was. You thought he was a person. Yeah, yeah. no Oscar yeah. for the bear. Uh-uh. Yeah. Are you bears eligible bear was, for Oscars? <laughs> you thought that bear was, uh, this, what's the guy's name that does Gollum? Uh, <laughs> Andy Serkis. Yeah, Andy Serkis. <laughs> no, that's a real bear. Uh, I had to figure fin- out how to be a bear. I had to be a bear, <laughs> so I put put a suit on and I was a bear. Now I'm a bear now. <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell never never actually filmed with the bear, too. Yeah, it was like their, their handlers and their trainers and stuff like that. But crazy little uh, postscript to this this movie. The bear it, went on to the, be a killer. That's another thing about this movie is that bear scene just stops the plot again. Mm. And it's just like, yeah. what, what, what are we supposed to be caring about? Fourth place? And now we're just <laughs> going to do the bear thing. And, yeah. and the commissioner shows up. The commissioner of um, the ABA is David Koechner, who's great in Anchorman. He shows up and he's like, you guys did a great job. I mean, other than the fact that the bears lose murdering people. <laughs> but you've, you've sold out the arena. Here's the thing. <laughs> You're not going to the NBA. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. I actually why, why? <laughs> what is happening in this movie? Why is this going on? I I, uh, I hated that part too because yeah, the whole thing is like okay, the commissioner's going to show up for this game. 
we've been lying about our attendance numbers. We've been juicing those numbers. So we've got to actually get whatever it is, like 2,000 people here. He comes up with the bear idea, you know, on, on live television with uh, with Dick there. And, but but then... He's going to do this after the game, and the commissioner doesn't show up to the game till after the game. It's yeah. like, hold on. If he hadn't done any sort of bear stunt, then people would have been gone, and the commissioner would have never known how many people were actually there. I don't know why that drove me nuts. but Maybe, maybe the commissioner hates basketball. Yeah. No, He's like, I don't want to see this stuff. This is boring. Yeah, There's right. going to be a bear? Well, in that case, let me get my hat. It is. Well, maybe I way. should defend the plot. Maybe it was already decided he didn't. It was already decided they were out of the league, so he didn't have to watch the basketball mm. game. Um, well, that takes all. For writers out there, that takes all the stakes out of it. Right. If the if the if the commissioner shows up, and he's like, until I got here, you know, I thought we were gonna keep you around, but then you let the bear loose, and now we're gonna <laughs> have to cut you out of the NBA. The commissioner of the NBA does not want people letting bears loose in their arenas. That would have at least like made that plot point matter and have been the result of Jackie's stupidity. Instead, it was just out of nowhere. Right. Yeah, it's, it is funny, this movie, how much it is linked to uh, the real-life merger. I, I had forgotten this in watching it again, of, of the ABA and, uh, and those teams you know, folding in to the NBA back in the 70s and some of them absolving and stuff like that. It is and like we're using real team names as we see, you know, the Pacers, the Nuggets, the Spurs, the Nets, those were the four that went in in real life and we had other teams like the Spirits and the Colonels and stuff. It's a uh, I, I had forgotten how like sort of re like based in reality this movie was. And I will say I I thought they did a pretty good job um with the 70s vibe of this movie. I mean, uh, look, I was born in 1980. JD, you're going to have to speak to this one, but uh <laughs> I thought I thought overall it was believable. No, real quick, I found one mistake. Okay, with this with the ABA NBA stuff, Anaheim is one of the teams that they play. Anaheim had already moved to Utah by the time of the ABA NBA merger. They were the mm. Utah Stars. That is mm. incorrect. If there are any ABA nerds out there who <laughs> think I got this wrong, get a life. But also, I'm right. This is that bummed me out. That frustrated part. me. Oh, yes. so, so you're saying, yeah, because we see Anaheim. I think they're called the Amigos, right? Is that yes, right? they were the Amigos, and they moved to L.A. and became the Stars, and then they moved to Utah and Utah. became the U Utah Stars. Okay, okay. Sorry about checked. the interruption, but that was, it really bummed me out. Well, since we're, <laughs> since we're checking facts, did Patti LaBelle invent the alley-oop? That's <laughs> what I was wondering. Well, she's not dead. That's the thing <laughs> well, okay, you probably yeah. want to point out. What's her out. name? Mrs. Moon. Didn't sire a child that looks like Will Ferrell. <laughs> the I okay. I will say in watching this, immediately it's like this is really a basketball version of Slapshot. Mm. You know the '70s, which I I think iconic sports movie uh, with Paul Newman, and it's got the Major League vibe to it as well, right? Um, which which came out I guess when did Major League come out in the '90s? Let's say '80s, '80s in the '80s. Oh well, late '80s. Um, do, do, do you agree with that, Dave? I mean, is that what they're sort of going for here? Like, to some extent, a slap shot, Major League vibe? Yeah, I think so. Because the whole storyline with Woody Harrelson's character with Monix feels directly out of those kind of realistic sports movies. I was thinking a lot about Major League after the movie was over, talking about it with my girlfriend, because it has such a clear similarity to that story where... 
you know, uh, Jake Taylor, the catcher in Major League, comes back. His knees are all busted, but he wants to play in Cleveland because his ex-wife, played by Rene Russo, was there. And then she's got a new guy. And, like, there's a lot of that kind of dynamic mm-hmm. that they're parodying in Semi-Pro. The parody, of course, is that the, <laughs> the new husband is... Uh, it, maybe more in love with Woody Harrelson's <laughs> character than he is with his wife. And uh, there is an, an infamous scene in this film uh, that uh, I will tiptoe over as gracefully as possible. But let's say, um, I don't know, the word cuckold comes mm. comes into to my mind mm-hmm. when I think about that scene. Uh, I'll, ta- I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you mean when he's just sitting there and watching and stuff. And stuff, exactly. <laughs> and yes. stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, I, I hadn't thought about m- much of the B-plot of uh, Major League, but it's exactly the same, right? It's like they are possibly going to be losing their team if they don't finish with such and such a record because uh, the current owner of the team wants to move into a new city. We've got the the old broken-down player coming back trying to rekindle a love. And yeah, I mean, thinking about it, it's not too different in general at all than Major League was. And I mean, I think in, I feel like in uh, Slapshot, there's probably the, we're going to be leaving or our team's going to be shut down sort of uh, angle as well, right? You always got to have something for the players uh, to be fighting for and fighting against. And, 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 you know, I think it pays off a little when they're celebrating at the end, just yelling, we're number four, we're number four. Like they've (laughs) been playing for fourth place this entire movie. Yeah, but imagine if Major League... um had uh, someone else playing the owner of the Cleveland Indians. Let's say the owner of the Cleveland Indians in Major League was uh, John Lovitz. <laughs> and the movie starts with John Lovitz singing an R&B song. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't see Tom Berenger or Charlie Sheen for about a half an hour. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's and it's I, just like scenes of John Lovitz wrestling a bear or eating out of a dumpster. <laughs> it's like, well, what about the baseball? What about the rest of the team? One of my favorite parts about Major League is the characters, is is the, the wackiness of all of the characters on the team, from Serrano to the uh, the old-timey pitcher who puts the Vaseline on the baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Snipes is Willie Mays Hayes. It's such a fun kind of group of, of unique figures that you, you fall in love with the team. With Semi-Pro, I know that there's a foreign guy. I know that there is a guy um, who's maybe less endowed than everyone else. I know <laughs> that there's there's uh, Andre Benjamin is in it. But like we don't really get to know the, the, the players, the characters. You don't care if they win the Flint Flint Mega Bowl, but I guess that's kind of the joke, right? Is that you don't care about any of it. Yeah, that's true. I couldn't even, you're right. Like, I can't even name outside of Clarence and Monix. Like, I don't even know the other names of the players on the team. I guess. Fakitis. Fakitis. Oh, yeah, right. Big Lithuanian. Yeah, the guy can't speak English. It's like, it's a great point. You don't really, you don't, for any any reason, really want to root for some of them because you don't know them at all. When you when you said less endowed, is it? Are you talking uh, Pepper? Or are you talking Twiggy? Twiggy, <laughs> Twiggy. Okay, because it was it was sort of hinted at Pepper as well. Oh, the announcer. Yeah, yeah. he might have a problem, but his wife doesn't. That's right. <laughs> That's right. right. Doesn't have a well, problem with it at all. 
you, 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 let's ask this question. You, you brought it up. The, the song, the, the, the music that we hear right off the top, it, it's played multiple times throughout this movie. Um, and, and JD, you're, you're our music go-to guy here. So on a scale of one to 10, how much of a banger is Love Me Sexy? 10. 10? <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. It's I, I, so catchy. It's a great song. And I think it was, it w- it came out of Will Ferrell improving during the the first script reading, right? Was, uh, I, I think I read that's, something like wow. that. And it, that's what I've been, that's what I've heard too. That they then sent it to Nile Rodgers, the you know legendary American uh, musician. They sent him, yeah, Will Ferrell just improvising at this table read, and he composed around it, <laughs> which is <laughs> incredible this, because the movie is totally buried by this song. It starts with the song. It comes back 10 or 15 minutes into the movie where he's playing it at the club. It comes back again. Then it, it's a plot point when he goes to heaven and meets mm-hmm. his mom. Like, it basically overshadows everything else because, one, it's so funny and so good, and, two, because it's in the movie 90 times. Yeah. <laughs> so for it to be an improv is is crazy. But this is, you know, what what Will Ferrell does. Like this Eurovision movie he put out, or is coming out on Netflix. He he also wrote a song for that, and like fake songs and that kind of stuff seems like a like a a, a, a fun thing for him to do that happens in a lot of his movies. He's got a great voice. <laughs> he does. He really does. <laughs> like it's uh, that's what my wife said. Nora's like, is that him singing? I'm like, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. It sounds like him. And she's like, I, he has an amazing voice. I was like, I cannot yeah. stop singing in that song. It is driving me <laughs> insane. I had to, I had to, remember the bat fight video from funny or die. Where oh, yeah. It's him and Craig Robinson. And he does a song about fighting people with the bat. I had to watch that before I went to bed just to not sing Love Me Sexy. So now I have bat fight in my head, and now I have to find another song to dislodge that from my brain. Well, he sings at the end of uh, Step Brothers as well if you want to get Portivolare going oh, through that's your right. mind. Yes, okay. I'm sure that's a real earworm. <laughs> I know all the lyrics to that one. I... uh I just want to be in a. I'm not that I'm getting too old, so and look, we're not going anywhere right now with the quarantine. But I do want to be in a club or you know at a bar, and I want "Love Me Sexy" to be played. That's because... the first thing I'm going to put on the jukebox when this is over, baby. <laughs> right? I'm sliding into the bar. I'm putting a couple quarters in, and I'm going to beep 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 beep. Love me sexy. Yeah, it would bring the house down because it's so damn good. It is really really good. Uh, Lee, I wanted to ask you when we were talking about Jackie and his promotional ideas. What was his best one? Was it leaping over a line of cheerleaders in roller skates? <laughs> was it wrestling the live bear in a cage? Or was it the dressing his whole team up in sort of flamingo and seahorse costumes for a halftime dance routine? Which one would you want to go see, Lee? Well, the roller skates one, because it kind of reminded me of Bernie a little bit when we had, um, you know, was it, I think, a whoopsie of the year when Bernie tried to do that flip over the other mascots oh, yeah. and he landed on one and just <laughs> yeah, got up. Yeah, the Miami ce- Heat mascot, Bernie, yes. Yeah, he's got up and celebrated as if he cleared them all and he was a star. And that's kind of what happened with Will Ferrell here. Like, he, he goes over and he kind of lands on that last one. Um, but it's, uh, you know, he kind of is celebrating as if he's done it. I mean, it's a bit of a, it's a, it's a little bit different, but it's just, um, it, it's almost a little bit creepy, the cheerleader stuff in this movie too. Um, you know, like a couple of times, a couple of references they make, I'm just like, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it, it, it didn't quite fit the narrative, I thought. Um, but, There's uh, a lot of stuff all... that doesn't hold up in this movie from oh, a content they dropped, standpoint. They, yeah, they dropped the hard R word, like, 
three times in the span yeah. of about 15 seconds a few minutes into this movie and then you're right yeah the the, the uh cheerleaders or whatever you want to call them yeah 12 yeah. years it's only 12 years old and it's already like why would we say that come on yeah and, ju- and just the sort of the way that they were portrayed as well again i know it's a you know it's a, it's a comedy it's a fictional thing but it just sort of it just you know it did feel a little bit awkward um there but uh uh, yeah, the, the dressing up in costumes, I didn't sort of find all that funny. I mean, it was weird. Um, and the bear, you know, we kind of talked about. But, yeah, the roller skating is kind of funny, I suppose. Yeah. Um, the, there's like a, a $55 million budget, I think, for this movie. And I'm convinced like a good $30 million went into costumes. <laughs> the costumes yeah. are amazing. The costumes are so incredible. Cool. Yeah, if they spent the entire budget on costumes just for the scene where... Uh, Jackie Moon is being told he's no longer going to be the coach while wearing a gigantic sun costume. Like, if that one cost $30 million, I would say money well spent because yeah. I could just watch him try to navigate walking around while wearing that <laughs> celestial body. I could, that, that was great for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was one of the misses for me. Um, I think those costumes are hilarious, but for that scene, it's basically the scene where they fire him as coach, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and he has the, the freak out. He, he calls them all names and stuff, but they stay tight on Will Ferrell's face, but it would have been so much funnier if him and uh, Andre Benjamin had swapped costumes. And he, uh, just because there's, he's having this basically breakdown. It's, it kind of gets serious, but it would have been, would have been so much funnier if you would actually see the, the costume that he's wearing, but you don't mm. see, they actually cut the costume out of it when he's having his freak out. So, yeah. um, and as far as the, as far as the hard R's and, uh, and the boob jokes and all that, you know, uh, it's, I found it really cheap, uh, as, as you guys were saying, it's just like, Hey, we're going to set this in the seventies. So let's just go for it. Let's just say all the stuff that we're not allowed to say now, because in 2008, I don't, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you couldn't say the say the R word then either. And so, you know, and then there's a there's there's other jokes that just fall flat. It's like, oh, what's what what's that you got there? Oh, it's a fondue. It's the latest craze. And they're playing Pong and <laughs> and the creepy Michael Jackson joke that mm-hmm. that nobody thought back then. Nobody thought Michael Jackson was creepy in the 70s. I don't think. I mean. I guess that was the joke. It's like, yeah. oh, I think he's creepy. You're weird. He's just a child. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my problem is is that, but also, how many scenes and jokes in this movie were totally irrelevant? Yeah. Like that scene you're talking about with the fondue. That's the that's the the poker scene, right? Mm-hmm. Where they have the, the 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 gun with no bullets in it that has one bullet in it. That movie or that scene has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. It, it, not, not a line that's like, oh, Jackie, how, are you worried about the NBA merger? Nothing like that. It's right. just <laughs> Tim Meadows shows up with a broken arm for no reason. <laughs> he gets shot in the arm. We don't know if he's okay or not because he doesn't come back in the movie <laughs> at all. Point. We don't see him at all. Uh, that's all I kept thinking watching that scene. And then after the movie was like, I feel like they just put that scene in because they're like, let's put Tim Meadows in, in a scene in this movie. Yeah. You're like, all right, well. Oh, let's have, throw him in a poker game. Okay, yeah. I, and then I bet, that's it. I bet there's a payoff that got cut out because there's characters that are in the background of scenes played by recognizable comedic actors, like the the two wheelchair uh, people in the mm-hmm. in the people yeah. in the wheelchairs that are in the in the stands. They they're recognizable character actors, Charlene Yee and Paul Rust. They mm-hmm. don't have any lines. They're just in the movie. 
they've got to probably have had some sort of storyline that just got cut out. Tim Meadows probably comes back and gets a payoff for that scene, but it's just not in the movie because it was probably not testing well. It was probably too long. It's only 90 minutes, guys. Yeah. So this is like probably cut to the bone of a movie that you know had a lot of improvisation and a lot of extemporaneous dialogue. Well, maybe the reason they had that scene is because they had to get the classic basketball movie line in. There's nothing in a rule book. This time it's, there's nothing in a rule book that says you can't play drunk. Well, actually, (laughs) yes, there is. (laughs) They respond, and then he just talks about, you know, how he had like a 30 rebound game while hammered during during a game. But I guess, um, I don't know, by the end of watching all these basketball movies, we'll have a long rule book of rules that aren't in there. No dogs. No, uh, or dogs are allowed. (laughs) Uh, you don't have to show up before a game to play in a game. You just got to be on the roster. You can switch coaches at halftime, and you can't play drunk, but you really can. <laughs> well, I think those are all things that are real for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ask, ask J.R. Smith if those are true, and he'll be like, yep. And to keep the uh, you know the basketball movie, movie cliches going, uh, we did have a scene, J.D., where they were playing basketball without a basketball. Awesome. <laughs> That okay. always happens in basketball movies. Just take away the ball. This time, yeah, this time he's uh, Ed Monick just Woody Harrelson just straight up stabs the ball and then boots it. But we get the scene. The important thing in a basketball movie is to play basketball without a basketball. Now you guys have played basketball. Is this a thing? Like, no. Okay, all right. It feels like the most boomer thing. It's like it's really yeah. about the movement. You know, the cutting and the, <laughs> this the beautiful symmetry of basketball. The ball is not important. No, that's not true. The ball is the most important thing, <laughs> actually. It's like, oh, let's try to play baseball without the ball. Let's see what happens, guys. You can't do that. That'd be a great movie in every baseball, or a great scene in every baseball movie if they have to pretend to play without a ball. There's a pitcher just <laughs> winging it in, a batter swinging it up, and players running out in the field, tossing it around. It's all up to interpretation, and they're like, mm-hmm. no, I'm pretty sure that was a strike. Yeah. No, no, I, no, I, I hit a home run. run. Yeah. <laughs> um, was anybody else disappointed in that scene because that's the the that's the puke scene right and, yeah. it, mm-hmm. and it's the puke play that comes back but in that scene i I'm, I'm probably alone but was anyone else disappointed that you didn't actually see him puke on yes. woody you Absolutely. had to see him puke i mean you've seen will ferrell puke on screen how many times over the course <laughs> of your life i wanted to see an obscene amount of vomit come out of that man yeah, why why was this the one moment where semi pro shows restraint? Yeah. <laughs> Every other scene in the movie is like what's the dumbest thing we can do right now? <laughs> and let's do it. But no 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 no. No vomit. Yeah. And there's such a build-up to it, too, right? I mean, there's the, there's the gurgling of the stomach and they just it goes on and on and on and on and there's no payoff. Anyways, I'm no. going to again I'm going to um kind of guess that there was a scene where you see it and they tested it and it got cut out yeah, yeah. someone in some like mall in arizona or missouri or something the the cards came back eh, this, this the puke scene's gross mm. i don't want to see him puke on the guy mm. and so they just play it in a wide shot and get it over with that's we really see stupid the puke cut that's really stupid but it's probably exactly what happened some people just don't just can't stand it it's yep. happened to us. There was a fan in Atlanta Hawks game um, that puked courtside, and it was caught on tape, and we kept showing it on our show over and over and over and over, <laughs> and over again. It was very polarizing. 
Jay abs- absolutely loved it. I he loved wouldn't it. let a day go by without talking about it. <laughs> if, um, if you if you could do the show over again, would you not constantly show a scene of a guy puking? Do you think maybe right. things would have gone a different way? Should have made it part of our intro, I think. <laughs> the spill starter. Can I, I mean, say that word on the show? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, as long as you add to it, yeah. It's okay, good. It's we parody also, now. We also tried to make ourselves puke on camera all the time. Uh, <laughs> let's not forget. We made Lee eat, you know, 10 different uh, fast food meals in a show. Mm-hmm. I drank about two liters of eggnog And in you a did show. puke after that, didn't you? I did puke yeah. as we were going, basically fading to black at the end of the show. I straight up puked. Into My the proudest bucket. moment. Yeah. I didn't um, like that puke scene until the no puke, though. I mean, I, I like the, it was a change of Will Ferrell kind of. You know, the, the non-talking acting, you know, just the silent acting. It was good, uh, other than the gurgles. Memo to HBO Max, release the Kent Alterman cut of Jimmy <laughs> Pro with the puke. Which, uh, Tass, I'll start with you. Which secondary character or whatever sort of cameo in this movie um, did you think s- stole the show? Who is your favorite, uh, you know, secondary character? Well, I guess I guess I got to take the bear, uh, unless he's the main character. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> what about an actual Spumoni? human? Spumoni. Um, you know what I can't get out of my head? You guys can't get the song out of your head. I can't get Twiggy, while he was playing a video game, it's it's a throwaway scene, but some, they enter the locker room and he's playing a video game or something, and he's got his tongue out of his mouth, sideways like he's turned it 90 degrees and i can't stop that tongue is just in my brain and wow, so every time i think about it, it, it it's, you know it's just it's that, like he's that tongue is in my brain is such a weird thing to say <laughs> <laughs> it's in my brain <laughs> so anytime I've, i'm thinking about a secondary character i can't get that he's like he's trying to it's a little quirky dumb thing and you see it for literally two seconds but that sideways tongue, man, Twiggy, Twiggy got me. I mean, that that whole thing is stupid too. The Twiggy, uh, Woody Harrelson beef. That's not. I uh, hate. Yeah, go go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know, like I mean that. That's what I what I really wanted was a real foe on another team. I think that's what this movie was missing too. Like was some guy from the the Kentucky Colonels or somebody that they were going to overtake for fourth place, like from the Spurs, I guess. There's a guy on the Spurs who shows up at the end of the movie and is like, oh, welcome to the team, Coffee Black. And it's like, who is this guy, number one? (laughs) Number two, why does he hate Coffee Black so much? Number three, why does Coffee decide, oh, I'm going to go play for the Tropics at the end of the movie? (laughs) His whole story arc has been how he wants to play in the NBA and be a champion and earn it. And then he's like, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to (laughs) go. I'm going to go back to this team. It's about to fold blow my entire career okay maybe it's a noble decision and then at the end of the movie (laughs) coach of the spurs comes up and he's like never mind come on over we'll see you practice like what is happening in this movie nothing matters (laughs) he traded himself back to the tropics sure Sure. Yeah, he just nothing in the rule book says you can't choose the team you play on. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you're right. The Spurs coach does welcome him back to the team. I guess he was impressed with what the seven or eight alley oops that Andre three thousand threw down. You have to teach us this play. Yeah, Um, I I will say. Correct me if I'm wrong. Andre three thousand. He never played. I mean, he's probably too big a name anyway. He never played in a celebrity all star game, right? 
Doesn't sound think, familiar. Yeah, I think he did actually. Let me... I, I don't remember him in a game, and, but he sh- he should have played. He is super athletic. I know he's not the tallest guy in the world, but looks like he's a decent little basketball player to me. We need to find somebody who's an expert on the celebrity game. There yeah. are people out there who know all the MVPs, who know all the players. Wow. Not I. Not I. Did any of you guys ever play in one? Oh, how dare, how you. dare you. How, how dare, dare you. you bring that up? Cut his mic. Oh. <laughs> Was that a, is that a contentious subject? <laughs> Did you we want pretend to? to? We, we pretend to make it one, yeah. We, we tried to. Uh, we were pretty positive we were going to get an invite to the uh, 2016 Celebrity All-Star Game when it was up in our hometown of Toronto, Canada. But uh, That's what I would have thought, too, was like, yeah. for sure, they're going to get this, these guys in there and, and play in the game. Nope. 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 Nothing. No, but they should have. They should have. I mean, Lee thinks he maybe played. I don't remember him ever playing. Yeah, but he's performed at the All Star Weekend, so maybe yeah. that was what it was. But, um, I'm, I am looking there now. But well, what what's the better nickname for for Clarence for Andre 3000's character? Is it is it Downtown or Coffee Black, Dave? What, which one's better? Uh, well, I, it's hard for me to remember exactly what his name, his full name was at the beginning because there's so many things. It's like downtown, blah, 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 blah. Coffee Black just rolls out that tongue. Yeah. It's easy to remember. I, I love my Coffee Black. Coffee Black, I got it. It's in my head. Easy. JD, would you rather attend a free gerbil night or dime beer night? <laughs> oh. <laughs> dime beer? Come on, man. No, it's dangerous. At, this should be a very fight. dangerous. Yeah, exactly. In Dime, fact, beer. Whew. I saw Darren Ravel tweet just before jumping on here that this day in 1974, the Cleveland Indians held 10 cent beer night. And uh, it worked out as well as you would think it would. We had, there were slashers and streakers and players getting hit in the head. And the Indians had to forfeit the game. But uh, So, J.D., you would have been one of those streakers, I guess, at Dime oh, Beer Night. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think it's fine if you do 10 cent beer night as long as you stop serving beer in the third inning. <laughs> right, 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 right. Can't let the can't let it continue. <laughs> Is there any random other observations you wanted to make about this movie? I, I have a few, but uh, Trey, is there anything that else that we need to address about Semi Pro? Um, if you're talking about uh secondary characters i think andy daly as dick pepperfield is great um he's incredible oh he's so good every line out of his mouth is basically a laugh also when you know jackie's pitching the idea of wrestling a bear uh, it's just so funny to me when he sits down he's like all right dick pepper (laughs) he's like (laughs) dick pepperfield he just can't get any respect from anybody and that's just the role honestly that andy daly is built to play like he's almost that sort of a guy in every sort and a lot of the things he shows up in and uh he's he's hilarious in this he's like if chick hearn was just an unhappy person but he <laughs> couldn't show it like if chick hearn just had a horrible personal life and uh had to smile all the time like he's incredible in this movie i think he's the best part of this movie as mm. great as will ferrell is in is in this movie andy daly like steals every scene he's in he's so good Lee, Lee, what did you think about the ending of this movie? Like the actual basketball ending? Yeah. I know you've had a lot of thoughts on previous movies we've watched and how they decide to end a close game. What did you think about this one? Jackie Moon at the free throw line. Yeah. It's the first, misses the second, but Monix is there for the putback game winner. Yeah, well, we talked about basketball movie cliches, and uh, this one's kind of different. I mean, they win by a point at the buzzer, of course, but the way it happened was is incredible because uh, he not only hits the first free throw, it's a granny-style granny free throw, yeah. but... 
The weird part of this is it looked to me like he was trying to make it, though, on the second one, which would have tied the game. But <laughs> instead he misses, and Monix comes in for the incredible putback that puts the ball back up and drops in, and they win by a point. So I'm like, that's obviously the much better outcome because they get the result. But it seemed to me that he was um, he was trying to just tie the game, which was which was weird. But also, you know, the way just the 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 motion that he goes through there, the bending and the crutching and the squatting, and then he kisses the ball. I mean, that stuff was just like I found it funny, but just super super weird as well. Just how far they went, considering again, like the movie was trying to sort of sell itself almost as a serious movie at this point um so i, I did I that thought... in a men's league once and it <laughs> did not go over well <laughs> that, that <laughs> whole sequence is shot beautifully it looks really cool this when he's spinning the ball and yeah. Like, yeah the framing of his crotch is it's just stunning <laughs> but that, that's what i mean do you think it was like that was needed to have the, the underneath him as he's squatting down and you can see up his shorts and just oh like... it was more than necessary <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta know um, he's moving out there yeah, yeah, but uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad again we've seen yet another uh, different way to win a basketball game, another crazy one. Um, so add that to the list, and that so that's good. I'm, I'm excited that we haven't had to double up yet, but uh, yeah, again, I just was a little bit confused because I was like, I think he's trying to make this, and he missed it, and Manix comes in, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, great, but yeah, weird. I have a theory. The theory is mm. this. The end of this basketball game, there will never be another Flint Tropics game till the end of time. The, mm-hmm. the team folds. It's over for Jackie Moon. It's over for the Flint Tropics. He wanted overtime. He wanted to extend the lifetime of his team, keep the game going. He didn't wow. want to give up on the dream. So he was going to tie the game. And then Monix ruined it for him. <laughs> That would have been a great way to end it. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> We're going to play a whole other five minutes of basketball, and you ended it. That's, that's not a bad idea, actually. I, I know. I'm a writer. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm um, shocked that Jackie was honestly even able to miss the free throw because the hoop looked like it was three times as big as the ball was, maybe, yeah. anytime mm. they showed a close-up on the rim. Yeah. I In watching that scene, that, that ending, I did have flashbacks to – like being up super late watching the late west coast game here on the east coast it's like 1 1 30 in the morning you sort of just want to go to bed get ready for the show the next day and you're just praying that it doesn't go to overtime because that's where i was i was like please don't hit this i don't want another 10 minutes of this movie i know the flint tropics want to keep their uh their uh, franchise alive for another five days but i'm done with this movie please just Please just miss it. And, of course, he did, and, and we got the game. That's how I felt about sports when I was living on the East Coast. Is, Why can't this be over? I <laughs> hate it, sports. Yep. It's horrible. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm so it, sleepy. It gets, it gets <laughs> difficult when it gets very, very late at night. Here, what I was thinking qu- was, why, why why wouldn't Woody Harrelson get a dunk in just because it's over the top <laughs> and because it's a repeat of White Man Can't Jump finishing it off with mm. a dunk? I thought, thought he was going to sky in. I, I thought it was happening, like jumping from the three-point line for a, a jammy yeah he just sort of does the old he sort of like yeah it's not even a tip really right he sort of catches it i guess he's got time. bad knees he can't jump jump when they have bad knees. <laughs> i thought the old dog had one jump in him um we're gonna find out later today hopefully the nba's return to play plan um and we know a lot of the details they've, they've been leaked from shams and Woj and all that but do you think um dave that we should incorporate somehow the flint michigan mega bowl in into the resuming of play i mean that could maybe we even call the play-in game that 
I mean, there are teams that are being invited to this um, this resuming of play that probably shouldn't be for various reasons. So yeah, why not give give a little pizzazz and a, and a little uh, Jackie Moon style promotion to yeah. some New Orleans Pelicans games, huh? <laughs> why don't why don't why don't we get Zion in one of those uh, those unicorn not unicorns seahorse costumes, huh? Get him out there and. Let him entertain people. Let's let's uh, let's see Jackie Earl Haley hit a, a shot from uh, the opposite end of the court and give him a big check or something. It's it's gonna be a lot like the first scene in Semi Pro, I think, when when we go back and there's nobody in in the arena mm. and uh, you know maybe you've got LeBron James doing his own um, announcing and, and and public address uh, commentary and whatnot. I mean, I, I'm into it. I'm excited uh, to get sports back. I'm excited to get the NBA back. And let's and let's embrace the semi-pro nature of this experience. Yeah, look, I mean, look the the actual game itself in the NBA. A lot of the uh, the old timers are like, they're just playing a version of the ABA, like at, in its heyday. That's what the game itself. It's a fast pace. It's a three-point shot. It's obviously um, the marketing of the players. So yeah, well, let's lean into the promotional aspect as well. I'm with you, Dave. I'm happy to call this the Orlando, Florida Mega Bowl, if you guys are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Mega Bowl. <laughs> That's the Let's new name go. of the play-in tournament. Awesome. Establish a camera in the free throw line so it can look up at the players' so, crotches as yeah. they approach the free throw. Why the heck not? <laughs> so, yeah, we've put, the, we've put the little cameras in, like, um... The, the the bags, the right? On, the, yeah. on a baseball diamond and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Let's Put see. a ABA camera stanchion. in the ball. Put a camera in the ball. <laughs> wow. Do it. Yeah. This is the time. Experiment with this stuff. Experiment with the ABA stanchion. I thought it, maybe it's just because it's nostalgic and you see it every once in a while when you see a Dr. J dunk, but I liked seeing it in in this movie for 90 minutes anyway. JD, do you have any random observations? Final sort of, uh, we'll, we'll get to grading the movie in a second, but um, anything else you want to talk about with this movie? I uh, briefly touched on it there, but Dukes, I love Dukes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene where uh, Daly is all, saying we got a dirty hippie out there. and He's uh, all hopped up on goofballs and grass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, when he says he's unemployment and, uh, unemployed and uh, Will Ferrell is just keeping it low, keeping it dirty. Keeping it, <laughs> keeping low. it low key. Keep it, yeah, low key, that's it. Uh, yeah, I love Dukes. I'm so glad he got some of his money at the end. Yeah, what do you get, like 2800 I think? Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah, it bad. comes in installments, just like all those big <laughs> awards do, you know? You get the check, but then you get the real money later. Did uh, did the fans ever get their free corn dogs? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. that's, another, that's another frustrating cut. It's like he runs away, and then it's we're on to the next game. Yeah. Like, well, no, 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 no. We just talked about the corn dogs for like 15 minutes. Tell me what happens with <laughs> the corn dogs. Do they get a voucher? I don't know. <laughs> and... Lee, maybe you can speak to this. Is Swedish porn really that good? <laughs> Got me through Nam. <laughs> um, no comment. No comment on that no. one. <laughs> Why did you right, ask well. him? Why did you ask me? <laughs> okay, Dave, is Swedish porn any good? Absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> Dave, any other um, yeah, random observations or, or thoughts from this movie? Uh, the only other performances I really want to call out are Moira Tierney and um, Rob Corddry in this mm-hmm. movie. What is this about? It, the, the whole subplot about her and him 
it's shot like it's a very naturalistic, gritty 70s drama, like John Cassavetes directed <laughs> parts of Simi Pro. <laughs> and she's deadly serious yeah. through all of her scenes. And she's a very talented comic actress. If you've ever seen her on news radio, which is my favorite sitcom of the '90s, besides Frasier and Larry Sanders, so it's those three. Those are the top three. She's great in this, but she's in a different movie than everybody else. And then Rob Corddry is also in a different movie than them, so it's just very confusing. But I think there was an interesting kind of parody of sports movies buried underneath all of the weirdness and the atonal nature of the scenes. It's still, I, I was still entertained by all of their performances, despite it being so strange. Yeah. 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 Moira Terry attorney. She's always, well, not always, as you say, she's great in news radio, but she seems to like, she's in liar, liar. And she's basically playing the same character against Jim Carrey, who's way, way over the top. And she's always the straight woman, it seems. Um, and she's, she's just, she has more to offer than that. Although I will say she's awesome. Everything she's in, I love her in. So, um, and as far as far as Kyle the Cuck goes, I I kind of thought that they were trying to parody the sports fan, like the ultimate sports fan who's who's so obsessed with sports that he would he, seeing a, an athlete that he likes have sex with his wife is a win for him. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and uh, and it's so over the top. And I think that that's sort of where they were going with that. I don't think it hit the mark, but I think that's what they were going for. But yeah, I oh, agree. Sure. It, it seems like it's uh, it, it's out of nowhere, and maybe it, it's also to to let Woody get uh, Woody Harrelson's character off the hook for stealing his wife, basically. And like right. he's he's all right with it. Kyle's fine with it. There are some ideas that are so big that you have to spend more time on yeah. them to develop them and make them pay off to the audience. And this was the opposite of that. Is they took a big idea and gave it almost no time. Right. All right. Well, before we grade this movie, second half coming up next. A quick word from our sponsors here. Guys, let's get topical. Guys, did you know <laughs> that the fro Will Ferrell rocks in semi-pro, it's his real hair. And it's mm. the product of six months of work or, you know, neglect, sort of depending on your perspective. That dude was committed to his craft, and I'm going to guess probably to his shaft, because I'm going to assume here <laughs> that things were just as wild with Jackie Moon under those tight polyester shorts, which is why Jackie Moon and you guys out there, you need Manscaped in your life, the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your snags will be reduced while designing your own triangle offense down under no puking here this is the perfect package for your perfect package so let's get sexy boys you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code the athletic one word at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code the athletic if you were to guess on average how many days people in the united states have to wait to see a doctor what would you say a week maybe Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. That's basically a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. 
Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, so you can cancel anytime. If you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash NoDunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash NoDunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. All right. Grading this movie. Critics score on Rotten Tomatoes. 22%. Whew. The audience score. Not a whole lot better. Based off 290,000 plus user ratings. 38%. Um, one of my favorite reviews from a, someone named Matthew S. wrote, Hilarious movie. Sort of. I mean, what did you honestly expect? This looks like a B-list movie just from the title and the cover. Still, worth watching one time. (laughs) Matthew says, give this a watch one time. It's a hilarious movie, sort of. So, Trey, let's start with you. Final thoughts on Semi-Pro, and ultimately, how are you grading it? Yeah, that's um a... That's a pretty accurate review, I would say. It's worth watching one time. I think I've probably seen it now, I don't know, maybe five times in my life. It had been a while, and this was the least I think I'd ever liked it. But it did leave me asking a couple of questions. Um, Which current NBA player would be best at pulling a Jackie Moon, being able to own a team, run the promotions, play, basically creative direct everything? Dave, you mentioned LeBron. I mean... The guy's got a multimedia apparatus behind him. I assume he would actually be the guy. I was going to say Miles Plumley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of on the court ability, I'd say Jackie Moon, Miles Plumley. Sure. Miles probably had a 30 rebound game drunk once. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know the man from Adam. I don't know if he even imbibes alcohol. I take it all back. Well, it's between LeBron and Miles Plumley, I would guess, uh, stepping into that role. The other question I have is, has a player ever worn makeup during a game? I mean, I know we haven't had like a, you know, a smoky eyes running down their face mascara sort of situation, but you can see somebody talking themselves into like doing something a little bit more dramatic for the camera, does, I would uh, think. Does, does Carlos, Carlos Boozer's hair? Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay, yes. I guess we have. I think that yeah. sort of counts. Yeah. 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 I don't know about you, Lee, but I was so excited to say Carlos Boozer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that I was like, I don't care if anyone else talks right now. I'm saying this. And then you did. It's perfect. Thank you. He would be a great character in a movie because he could just play himself and he'd come across as a really goofy character as well. So I think there is a movie career out there for the booze. I see that. Yeah, that's not bad. And the last question is, what was it actually like the first time somebody did an alley-oop? Is this accurate, right? Like the first time somebody threw a lob and dunked it in a game, did they know what, did like officials, players, did anybody know what to do? Did they know to call it a two-pointer? I think that's actually a, a fair question. Yeah. Yeah, Father Pat's confused, isn't he? It's like, uh, he <laughs> yeah. calls it travel, I think, at first. and yeah, he's No one he's, established a pivot foot, so it yeah. can't be a travel. <laughs> he's um, perplexed. Did, who invented the term? It's a great I question. Think, wow. A little research to be I, done here. I, thought, I just uh, assumed what? it was Chick Hearn. I thought it was Chick but, Hearn, too, yeah. He invented but, Slam Dunk, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I, 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 I can't I confirm. I thought the Globetrotters might have had something with it, but. 
So I'm, Trey, I've looked it up. Hold on. Let's okay. see. Origin of the term is derived from the French term alley hop, the cry of a circus acrobat about to leap. The term alley-oop was first popularized in the U.S. in 1932 as the name of a syndicated comic strip created by cartoonist V.T. Hamlin. <laughs> it was first used in, in football in the 1950s to describe a high-arcing pass from Y.A. Tittle to R.C. Owens of the 49ers. Get out of Y.A. to R.C.? Okay. The classic connection. <laughs> Interesting. It did, it did not come into popularity until Patti LaBelle <laughs> spoke to, from beyond the grave to her son Jackie Moon. All right, okay. so, Tra- so Trey, how you how you how you grading this? Um, okay, so it's a Will Ferrell showcase. This is like if you watched old school and Vince Vaughn and Luke Wilson characters were just not there, and it was all Frank the Tank the entire time. There are funny lines, obviously. Uh, Will is committed to his performance, but the man is a straight-up monster in this movie. It's uh, better than Blades of Glory, worse than Talladega Nights. I forgot about kicking and streaming. <laughs> I'll go five out of 12 years spent training cats for this. Okay. okay. <laughs> Lee, have a go at it. Yeah, went in with high expectations. Definitely had a few laughs, but lost me a few times as well. I'm going with the critics on this one. I'm giving it 22%. That's it. Oh, not even, not even getting silly with your grading system. Well, that's Straight about as twenty-two. Well, that's about as silly as I can get. I couldn't really think of any other sort of analogy there, so uh, I think the critics got it right, and I'm a critic. Okay, T- Tass, what do you? How do you grade this? I had watched it once a long time ago, and I, I did remember liking it more. And so, going into this one, going into this watch, uh, got disappointed pretty early. That being said, when I let it go, when I let those expectations go, I found myself uh, laughing a little bit more. When I when I let go of the plot, I went from a third moon watching it at the beginning to at least four tenths of a moon. So give me four tenths moon lunar scale. <laughs> okay, uh, JD. Yeah, I wish I I had as much fun watching this movie as they seem to have making this movie. Um, I should love Semi-Pro. I love the cast. The performances are all great. I love the story. Well, I like the story. I like the production design in general. The soundtrack is decent. Sometimes it's a bit lazy and cliche, but it's fine. Um and yeah, I, I like I said, I like this. I like the set, setting in the '70s. The '70s is a funny time, uh, but a lot of the '70s gags fell flat. So I'm giving this four out of ten 1970s gags. Okay. It's just fine, I guess. And I would have liked, I would have liked less Will Ferrell. I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but less Will Ferrell would have been better for this movie. Dave, what do you think? I'm amazed that this movie has become a cult classic for a lot of people to the point where you can still buy Jackie Moon, Flint Tropics, Halloween costumes. Like, easily. It's not like you have to hunt and peck. Like, if you wanted to buy a basketball jersey, you know, from the movie (laughs) Basketball, you're going to have to really go out of your way to do that. That movie Mm -hmm. is significantly funnier than this, and yet people still watch this movie all the time. It feels like it's one of those cult classic kind of um, obscurities that that people just pluck out of a streaming library and say, I'm going to watch this. And then they have a a good time, I guess. I don't know why. Because this this is the cinematic equivalent 
of Russell Westbrook stat padding in the middle of the season <laughs> when he knows the Thunder are probably going to be the seven or eight seed and they're not going to make the playoffs. This is like him going for the MVP and being successful, I guess, because mm-hmm. Will Ferrell doesn't really give a lot of room to anybody else to do anything in this movie. He's dominating every scene that he's in. And even though it was a box office failure, it's become one of his most beloved movies in his canon. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe Russell Westbrook really is the most efficient player in the <laughs> NBA. Maybe Will Ferrell just steamrolling his co-stars for 90 minutes is the, the path to success. I don't know. But I will say from my rating on this movie, from hate me sexy all the way up to love me sexy... I'm going to go like me sexy. <laughs> it's fine. It's a, it's not as bad as I've let, let, let people think it is from my commentary, but it's not something I would ever watch again. This is my second time watching it, and I liked it even less the fir- than the first time. That's uh, I will echo that last line you just said. I will not be watching Semi-Pro again. This was the second time I watched it, and it's fine. I did laugh. I, I will admit, any time... Uh, Will Ferrell is playing basketball in this movie and his commentary while playing basketball, I laugh. I love the scene so much where he's just reestablishing in the post. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kicking yeah. it out. I, I I actually think about that scene a lot when playing hoops with friends. And it's just so funny to me and I love how he delivers the line while he's doing it. So And even when they're doing like running the puke play and he's just like, what if I just run around in a circle here as a distraction? <laughs> Again, hilarious to me. So Love that. I hear totally what you're saying, JD, and, and others here about it's probably too much Jackie Moon. It's because the the B plots of this movie with Ed and his getting his wife back and and then and then Clarence trying to make the NBA, like they are just brutal B plots. I mean they're just they're not fully developed. We could have seen more of them. Um and that would probably help the movie. So I agree with all that. I love the song. It's still stuck in my head. It will be stuck in my head for the next couple of days. So I guess I'm a little higher on this than you guys, even though I won't be watching it again. I'll give it 7 out of 10 um, puka shell necklaces. (laughs) Um, That's for you, Trey. I can't believe you didn't mention uh, Ed Monix's puka shell, which at times was supposed to have his ring on it. And then at, at times it definitely doesn't. So I don't know where that disappears to. Maybe that was a goof. But yeah, it's... You know, I think you guys placed it perfectly in the Will Ferrell, you know, sports comedy rankings. Um, and it's definitely lower when you consider all of his movies. Because those ones, like you said, old school, where he's just Frank the Tank, it's the, the perfect amount uh, of a Will Ferrell that you want in a movie. So this one, he's just he's just doing too much. Um, but if you're a Will Ferrell fan, then you're probably like, I love it. I want all the Will Ferrell in the world. So why would I care about Woody Harrelson? So maybe, maybe you're higher on this. Let us know. Email us, nodunks at theathletic.com your thoughts um, and your ratings on semi-pro. Hey, why was it called semi-pro? Like, that's sort of a bad... I always think... I always thought there was a bad name for this movie. There's nothing else to call it. Yeah. (laughs) But why not even just... I don't know, just like Flint Tropics or something. (laughs) Major League. Why is it called Major League? (laughs) Great point. Yeah. Tin Cup. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Yeah, great point. Bull Durham. Well, it's about the Durham Bulls, so they called it Bull. Uh, at least with Field of Dreams, it's about a field and there are dreams in it. Yeah, yeah. But semi—I mean, sp- most sports movies, 
the the titles are nonsensical. Except for Airbud, because it is about a character named Airbud. Yeah, semi pro. Like, but semi pro, I'm reaching here. That's not like a semi chub joke by any means, is it? No, I mean, you'd have, that's I mean, a long. Still be. That is a long walk to try to get to that. You have to be thinking about pro. pro. <laughs> Semi what? No, yeah. like they're, 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 no, it's not okay. even a pun. Like, okay, a pun. What? What? hey, look, I'm asking. I'm trying to. All right, I, I appreciate your interest, but no. <laughs> I did. What? Well, I guess my point is, I do think it could have been named. There could, there's a better name for this movie to have helped it at the box office. Let me put it that way. Yeah, kicking know. and screaming, hmm. same thing. Like, yeah. you look at that title. What is this about? Well, it's Will Ferrell is the soccer coach. He's not even playing. You know, give me something that's more soccery. Overall, bad sports movies, bad titles, bad hmm. bad titles. Eddie, is that a sports movie? I guess. Oh, definitely. We've oh, already yeah. talked oh, about oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't tell you that it's a sports movie in the title. Yeah, you're right. Eddie. Eddie who, guys? Eddie who? <laughs> well, she's that's, so that's... big, she's a one-namer. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, like, well, sure. I, I don't, it didn't do great at the box office, I guess, but uh, uh, like Dave said, it's iconic enough that people can still go get Halloween costumes. And, and I need to clarify something, because I've got quarantine brain over here, and things are a little foggy. You brought up pick-up basketball skeets, yeah. passing it in and out of the post. A couple of years ago, we played pickup basketball around Halloween, and there yep. was a guy, Jeeves, yep. who, who played in a Jackie Moon costume, or uh, jersey, and wig, right? Oh, yeah. He had the full, he had the full suit. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he had, had uniform full. and warm-up suit. Like, he went through <laughs> pickup basketball warm-ups wearing his Flint Tropics suit, then took it off to play the game. But, yeah, because he, he always goes full bottom and top no matter if it's halloween or not and then takes off an article of clothing every single game and goes lighter and lighter and lighter so i was confused you know was he wearing the jersey on top but yeah full full fatigue full jackie moon fatigue it's it's crazy it's true you can go every time i go shopping for halloween you can you can get the whole deal it's weird dave What's the best way for our listeners out there to follow your work? How, how can what's the easiest way to follow you? Follow me on Twitter at Dave underscore Schilling. Uh, you can listen to Full Court Chat on every single podcast platform in the world. All of them. They're all. It's all Apple. We, we're on there. Spotify. <laughs> you bet. Google Podcasts. No one uses it, and yet we're there. Pocket Cast. <laughs> Breaker. Tell Anchor me you're on FM. Podbean. Please tell me you're on Podbean. Oh no! <laughs> I, for- I forgot one. If you're don't only worry. listening to podcasts on Podbean, folks, I I don't know what to tell you. It's it's a tragedy. Um, I'm sorry. I, I I'm trying to cater to everyone at this point, but we we slipped up. I'm gonna have to issue an apology um, via my social media team and let you all know that. Uh, that uh, podcasts um, of, uh, across all genres are important to me, and I would never discriminate <laughs> against a podcast platform ever, ever. Okay, that's not who I am. That's not what this country is about. But yes, you can find my podcast everywhere. Please subscribe. 
I think it's very funny. Uh, it's it's basically an improv podcast where um, I play a slightly more annoying version of myself uh, as a sports journalist and, and writer, and I interview sometimes people playing real sports figures. Like we have a, a Steve Bartman episode, yeah. Uh, and sometimes we'll we'll have you know characters that are t- totally invented out of out of out of nothing. Um, former NFL players, gymnasts, like all kinds of things. So I really, I really hope you listen to this if you thought I was even remotely funny on this show. Full court chat. Go look it up. Unless you're on Podbean, and then we sorry guys. I, uh, <laughs> there's no, no no hate in my heart for Podbean. I and again, I, I said it off the top. Um, really appreciate you coming on, Dave, and, and follow him, guys, at Dave underscore Schilling. He is a very, very funny follow on Twitter. Uh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks, guys. Thanks for making me watch Semi-Pro again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. It's fine. That's okay. As you guys know, uh, the NBA's Board of Governors expected to approve a return-to-play plan today, so we will either be back later today to break that all down, maybe Friday morning, but subscribe to the podcast here at No Dunks and uh, keep an eye and an ear out for that. All right, Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, E-L-E, everybody love everybody. Embrace the day, people. Embrace the day, people.